Smithers, I keep my friends close and my enemies even closer. He'll slowly regain his confidence as the months and years drift by, blissfully unaware that the sword of Damocles is dangling just above his head. And then, when he least expects it... Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Here we are again, Greg. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Alan. I'm Greg. And we're here to talk two episodes once yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Flaming Moes. Or sorry, Flaming Moes, not Fla- the Flaming Moes. Flaming Moes and... Um, Burns, Burns Verkaufen der Kraftwerk. Or Burns Sells the Plant. Yes, although that is technically the wrong translation of that. Is it? What is it? Yeah, it should be uh, Burns Ber- Verka- Sorry, Burns uh, Verkauft... Das Kraftwerk. So it's like the wrong um, oh, article. It's, oh, yeah. Like Das is instead it, of Der. Is it is and Der feminine or? I th- yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Verkauft versus Verkaufen. Yeah. Because it's just the, the correct conjugation oh, of that Google verb. Google Translate didn't exist at the time, so. Exactly. I mean, we'll cut them a little slack. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not our first episode that we're talking about. No, no, no. But uh, before we get to our first episode, yeah. we have to welcome our guest. So we do. Yes, we have a so special guest with us here today. We sure do. Well, not that special. Well, no, not with that attitude. Um, you know, you set, if, you, if you set the bar low, <laughs> then when you hurdle that lowered bar, no one's going to applaud. But when you set the bar high... And you exceed all expectations. All of a sudden, oh, you're a, you're you're pretty awesome. All of a sudden. So what I'm saying is, is this an Olympics thing. What do you? It's inspiration, oh. Alan. I see. I'm trying to be inspiring. I'm trying. I'm to, not an athlete, so I don't. I'm trying to psych our guest up. I'm trying to be a good host. All right. All right. Maybe you should take notes. I... <laughs> all right. Well, uh, luckily our guest has taken notes and uh, <laughs> jump. Jumble part. This is a segment you like to call "gang up on the guest." <laughs> Wait, no, because he was not there. yet. Oh yeah, we haven't got there yet. Um, Janelle Harms is with us today. Hello. Hello, Janelle. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And uh, before we talk about the episodes today, we need to do a little segment I like to call "What's Your Story." This is the best. This, <laughs> this is like, Greg's favorite. This is, well, this is my favorite because, especially today, I could just be like. Yeah, tell me about yourself, <laughs> so I don't have to talk, because I'm very tired. <laughs> Greg works uh, two jobs, everybody. <laughs> he's he's uh, bucked up and, and come to record this podcast at the behest of... Yeah, well, his... I had to, because you said you had a surprise for me. I, and I do. So, I'm so, very excited. It's anyway, coming. Um, we have to do, what's your story yeah, first? What's your, what's your so, story? Janelle, what's your story? Mostly in relation to The Simpsons, of course. Oh, my story vis-a-vis Simpsons. Um, oh! Oh, oh, oh. vis out of the out high. of the gate. <laughs> oh, through the I, door like a young Brando. <laughs> My goodness. I've been listening, obviously, to the podcast and um, the stories of some of your previous guests, and um, I was definitely in the Simpsons once a week, every week camp. So it was the Sunday. It was the special Sunday show. Mm. You know, 
So um, you'd see, like, the new episodes every week. Yeah, pretty generally. much. I mean, I don't know if they were new, if they were in syndication at that point, because right. I'm really... This, se- like, season three, I would say I know the least out of all of them. Mm. Um, so I'd say around season Even season four, 25? Um, of of the... Oh, few. Of the golden years. Of the golden years. <laughs> Thank you. Season four <laughs> up to about nine or ten is what I would say I know the best, and mm-hmm. I've, then I've seen a smattering of ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Um, but there's still a lot of gaps in that knowledge, just because it was, you know, waiting to see it on TV every Sunday. So, for yeah. example, the episode that you covered in the last podcast, uh, Saturdays of Thunder, mm-hmm. I saw that maybe once on TV, and have oh, really? just a very vague recollection of... Of the plot. And then there's other episodes like Burns for Coffin to Craftwork that I saw several times yeah. and, you know, can almost rattle off. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so when, when, it, when it did come out onto syndication, uh, in, these, in these lovely chunks that we like to talk about so often on uh, Global and A-Channel, uh, and, A-channel mm-hmm. and CBC... <laughs> Where they literally played them almost every day, at least two episodes yeah, every day, usually back and you back, could yeah. catch four episodes a day, <laughs> right? Because Global played them at six till seven, and CBC played them from five till six. Sounds sweet, man. Did you get any of that? I don't think I no? did because it was always in the lineup. You know, they would have usually some other show like maybe King of the Hill would be on, and then the Simpsons. Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> I remember exactly what you're talking about. And then some show they were trying to launch would come yeah, on right after right, Simpsons, right. so like a few nights like, together. The PJs? Yes, I remember that specifically. But then Futurama eventually filled that slot. Of course, so. yeah. When it was King of the Hill, I was like, fuck off. Why is this Tuning animated? Tuning in early for Simpsons, and oh, I'll catch the last few minutes of King of the Hill. <laughs> Good. I, I hated King of the Hill so much. Yeah, I never got into that show. I, I've like, and like still to this day, I still uh, if I ever see parts of it or whatnot, I'm just like I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. That being like, said, I can play its theme song on the banjo. That's fun. <laughs> so it's you can do anything you song. put your mind to, Greg, when it comes to music. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate you for that. No, t- just for that. Just for that. <laughs> got a little too deep there. Put in that caveat. <laughs> oh man, like. Thanks for saying that, but like my confidence in my musical ability has been like absolutely shattered lately. Is this because because I work in guitar works? Yeah, and there's these guys there that can just like do like the this this technique called like sweep picking, and it's just like they're it literally looks like their 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 hand is just sweeping the 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 strings of the guitar. Is it sweet picking? Sweep. Yeah, uh, and it's like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's so just, sweet. It's just like. Their, their hands are just, like, sweeping the, the strings of the guitar while their fingers are literally moving, like, all over the strings. Like, it starts at the, at the low string and, like, ends at the high string and just, like, in less than half a millisecond. It's amazing how fast these guys can play. Hmm. And it's just like, oh, well, that's it for me, then. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So, uh- <laughs> anyway, but this isn't about me. But that's I mean, how I've been. Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah. This is this is an episode of how, how Have You Been? Have You Been? Yeah. Nah, nah, You've been tired? It's not, a, it's not an episode. It's oh. a segment. Sorry, segment. Yeah. That's what I meant. So, there you go. If you want to break out some beers, we could do the Barley Buds, but... Yeah, well... I'm, uh, I would really rather not have something that makes me sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Because so, I got to drive. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, shall we talk about the first episode then? It's up to you, man. 
Uh, all right. right now. Oh yeah. I, mean, <laughs> no. we could, I could jump I so ship much power if you want. Oh boy. All right. You could jump ship. Janelle could. Then where would we be? <laughs> Just be the two of us talking, and we know how much fun that is. Yeah. Gets old. It does. Janelle. Yeah. It gets old. That's while. why we need guests. Yeah. Keeps things spicy in our relationship. It really does. That's why we actually have a we actually have a really great lineup coming up. Yeah. Um, because we have Janelle tonight. Uh, the next one we have coming up is Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. Um, and then after that we have uh, Allie Direct. Oh, is she? Yeah. Great. She's signed on for uh, for the for as soon as she can. Yeah. Uh, as soon as we can get her on. Right. So, so that'll be. So we have Ezra booked in next. Yeah. yeah. And then we have Allie. So we have three. We got a great lineup yeah, coming up, you guys. So what I'm trying stay to say tuned. is the guests just are like we have they're, really they're high They're piling in. Guests. Yeah. Their our phones are ringing off the hook. Nick's on the wait list. Yeah. He well he's he chose us specific episode in season five so nick yeah nick we did the escape room with him oh he's yeah also on the trivia team but no big deal <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah right i got it you know nick yeah got a beard yeah okay yeah i did one tonight actually escape room yeah oh which one uh mutiny on the high seas oh nice yeah. pirate one I've i don't think that, i like that escape one rooms no no after doing three of them, I think I can make an informed opinion. Okay. If someone asks me to do them again, I'll be like, nah. <laughs> nah, that ain't me. Yeah, I'm good. Because uh, you did 8-Bit. 8-Bit, Wine Cellar. Did you do Wine Cellar? Yeah, I, okay. I was there. I can't remember. With you. Uh, it was dark. It was dark, yeah. I couldn't um, see anyone. It was Los Dos Gregs. That's, that's right. That's that right. was the, yeah. the first... Uh, but yeah, I don't time. think I don't think I like them. For those of you who don't know what an escape room is, they're these like interactive puzzle-based live action live, games yeah. where you go into a room and it's locked and you have to solve puzzles in a scavenger hunt format to escape. Yep. Um, I love them. Yeah. For the yeah. record. No, and I, I I really do see the appeal, but for me, I just get really frustrated mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah. Really quickly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they're not for everyone for sure. Yeah. So if I'm gonna be like. Would you in, say in if, that, if I'm going to be doing that, I would rather if I'm going to feel frustrated, mm-hmm. I would rather get a different kind of a payoff than getting out of a room. Like I would rather build something. Uh, oh, right, because <laughs> I get the same feeling of frustration right. when, I, when I'm trying like to building s- a Lego set. Not building a Lego set, like oh. like like like. How say do you build things? A guitar. Uh, maybe is there an instruction manual that tells you where each piece goes? In Lego? No, with a guitar. With a guitar. No, you just learn how to do it. What? Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I need instructions. I'm going to do that. By the way, <laughs> I'm going to do that. That's, no, it's great. That's, that's that's my next thing, and I'm going to be furious. <laughs> I see it in my future. I'm going to be furious like eighty percent of the time. But when I get out, I'm going to have like a really great guitar. Yeah, really great guitar. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, um, flaming Moe's. Flaming Moe's. So, Greg, why don't you tell us about this episode? What's it about? Um, and while you do that, I'm going to prepare something. Okay. Oh, God. The plot thickens. Did we actually get one? Oh, Jesus Christ. So, uh, the Flaming Moe's is about uh, Homer going to Moe's tavern because his daughter is freaking him out while having a slumber party. And uh, they go out to... <clears throat> This is really distracting. Man, you could have just, like... Are you going to turn a blender on? <laughs> uh, so, 
they go to they Homer goes to Moe's bar. He shows Moe how to make a uh, drink that he discovered while his sisters in law were over. Good lord. Uh, and this drink happens to be called a flaming Homer because when you, you know, light it on fire, it, uh, it tastes better. Fire makes it good. Um, and this happens to be a really great idea. Everyone loves the flaming Homer, but Moe immediately takes credit for it, calling it a flaming Moe thus leading to the incredible success of his bar. They get really, really successful. He basically robs Homer of his idea and a lot of his dignity, to the point where Homer cracks and tells everybody about the secret ingredient, thus ruining Moe's chances of a half a million dollars payday. And uh, that's, that's about it. That's, that's the whole idea of the episode. It's a Homer and Moe story. What do we have in front of us here, Alan? Well, Drake. Looks like grape juice to me. Um, well, it's, it's a flaming, it's a flaming Moe. Is it? Yeah, now it can't be flaming because, I mean, logistics of that are not really real. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you could uh, technically no. float some, like, uh, flammable liquor on top to make it, yeah, but it won't actually affect the taste. I, yeah, I've seen the, I've, I've seen the concoction done where they were like, now you just you can put some fucking brandy on top of it and mm-hmm. it'll be like yeah and to get the effect but yeah. it doesn't actually affect the taste it now, will not affect it at all and it will just make it harder to drink yeah because so flaming <clears throat> beverages actually need to cool down yeah like you, you can't blow drink it, it immediately and if you drink it immediately you'll burn your mouth yeah <laughs> because it's fire it is or as we saw happen to Lenny <laughs> get right on his fire <laughs> on his head yeah what he looked like a super saiyan. Like he totally did. I don't Dragon don't, Dragon Ball. I, no, I'm a, I'm aware of it. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. Yep, I used to watch it often. Um, then you know what I'm talking about. I do. Don't I just look at me like I'm a I fucking d- child. I didn't know such thing. So for those of you listening, oh yeah, <laughs> the flaming like mo. Tap. The flaming mo is. Uh, <laughs> you guys, remember one part? Tap? I do. One part brandy. Uh huh. Oh boy! Uh, one part uh, creme de menthe, mm-hmm. one part um, uh, oh a uh, slow gin, and then half a part uh, blackberry liqueur. Technically, although I couldn't find blackberry liqueur, so a good substitute is creme de cassis, which is made from black currants. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, two or sorry, one part uh, pineapple juice. Okay. And finally, two tablespoons of grape flavored cough syrup. Oh boy! It actually, that's a hey, lot of liquor. Uh huh. Um, that's so much liquor. Where is it? Oh, I put it away. But yeah, it's it's chil- children's coughs, grape flavored coughs. So here's the here's the deal. Um, Allie agreed to be on this uh, agreed to be on the show, uh-huh. but um, she really wants to drink Flaming Moe's okay. while we uh, while we do our podcast. So um, it's a good thing you know the recipe. Cause you're gonna have to bring mix it over. some for her. Yeah, right. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to mix some more for her as well. Um, but uh, so yeah, obviously I, you don't don't feel the need to drink it all. I just think it'd be fun to taste it. Do I you guess have a yeah. Allergy issue? Or? 
You're looking at me like you're terrified. No, I'm just, I, I thought that this was a serious health epidemic, um, drinks with cough syrup in them. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not wise to drink, like, binge drink them, but it, just like with, you're not supposed to technically drink Red Bull with, with alcohol either. But sure. They but have yeah. shots at the Vodka and Red Bull, it specifically says on the can, do not mix with alcohol. In my research, there's been, there was no, like, be careful, cough syrup will be... Fair enough, it yeah. just, if um, Southern as... hip-hop culture is to be believed, it, it can be rather addictive. Oh, so you're worried about this <laughs> being the, so, so the gateway to... So you're worried about now, a third of a glass. Train. You're going to be bin- binging on the sidewalk. Now it's gang up on the guests. Yeah. <laughs> chuck, chuck, chuck. Outside a shopper's Here drug Here we go, peer pressure, it works. All right, bottoms up, right, neighbors. Cheers. Here we go. Oh, boy. It's not without its charm. <laughs> Try letting it on fire. <laughs> It's not nearly as uh, strong or no. like, cough syrupy I expected it would be. If you say so. <laughs> I think it's quite cough syrupy, but not really? two tablespoons worth of cough syrup. Hmm. Uh, I'd right. like to know what kind of cough syrup you chose. Here, let me grab it. Non-narcotic? Yeah, it's crusty brand. Non-narcotic. Um, it was uh, Robitussin. Children's... Children's cough and cold. Is it grape? Grape, of course. Well, you gotta go with Diamond Tap next time. I didn't see Diamond Tap. Well, when I was you just weren't store. looking hard enough. I didn't know there was such a. You were such a cough syrup <laughs> hipster. It's God not my damn first it! Rodeo man. Well, I used to drink that shit. Plenty. This also relieves dry coughs and stuffy nose. So. Well, that's good because we have a whole podcast to get through. That's so right. If you feel a little scratch, bottoms <laughs> up. <laughs> and I can whip up more if you guys need them. Wow, it's, that's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I should mention that uh, uh, Ife, who has guested on this before mm-hmm. and who uh, gave us our name mm-hmm. uh, for the listeners, uh, has <laughs> great plans to try and get us to eat various... Simpsons uh, meals, quote unquote. Uh, I'll do it. Such as butterscotch chicken. <laughs> That's one. Um, space age out of this world moon waffles. Um, Vaseline on toast. <laughs> what episode is that? That's, I can't remember. That's, uh, Millhouse likes Vaseline on toast. <laughs> it's like a one one off. Or like an offhand comment they make about Millhouse. That's really funny. That's so gross. Tripe. He wants to get, oh, get right. us some tripe, tripe, so we'll swallow this tripe. I'd be partial to some crab juice. Crab juice, yeah. Uh, that'd be good. Mountain Dew. Okay, okay. I'm going to put it out there right now. For... When we do Rosebud, we should get 62 slices of American cheese. <laughs> you could have that. And we can. never That's have right. That. You can yeah. do it. Um, I, I, would, um, I would put this out there. We do... Um, the Ife is invited to guest star on Lisa the Vegetarian, mm-hmm. and in that episode, we only do that episode, and then try everything up to that point. Okay. So he prepares it for us. So so we have a special episode. We have a special episode where it's Lisa the Vegetarian and, and Ife, Ife cooks for the two bad neighbors. Chef Ife. Chef Ife cooks for the two bad neighbors. So you, you are welcome here back to the Two Bad Neighbors yeah. for Lisa the Vegetarian. Yes. 
And earlier too, if you want. Earlier too, for, yeah. For but just normal guests. But I think we should make note of it, mm-hmm. of like the special things that come up. Yes. And I'm willing to do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> good radio, <laughs> at least. The Good Morning Burger. You remember that one? <laughs> the Good Morning Burger. <laughs> we start with an all-beef patty covered in rich, creamery butter. <laughs> Add ham, bacon, and a fried egg. Uh, we call it the Good Morning Burger. Such a seductive voice. I know, yeah. If I get it the steak... <laughs> oh, you're getting a fucking steak. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... While we enjoy our flaming moes, uh-huh. let's talk about flaming moes. Enjoy the, uh, uh, listen, I, w- I put a lot of work in it. I went to four different liquor stores for this. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> Nowhere has all these things. You must not shop at good liquor stores. Uh, listen, they're fine. Well, you <laughs> if got, you want four weird ingredients, you got brandy, right? Brandy. Yeah. So I got brandy. Uh, what Creme else? de menthe. Creme, creme de menthe. Which is actually, I noticed in this episode, actually featured in the yeah. episode. Like, you see it when he's mixing yeah. at the beginning. Don't have that. Um, creme de cassis. That's a hard one to find. Yeah. Um, and uh, slow gin. Slow gin. Yes. S-L-O-E gin. I don't really know What's what it is. Difference? I don't know what it is. I just know that's what it asked for. Okay. And it's, like, in a bottle similar to, like, the creme de menthe or the blue caraceo. So those are, like, very specific stuff. Yes. That, uh, you know, it actually makes sense that Homer would do that. Because well, yeah. he doesn't drink liquor. liquor They're so, so right? obscure that yeah. it makes sense that they'd, they'd be the last the, little The little dribbles. remainings, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably Marge. Yeah. Right? Because she has her alcohol problem. a little bit of a drinking problem. A lush. Can you blame her? No. <laughs> <laughs> Living with that family? Yeah, I really can't. Uh, so, let's let's talk about... Let's talk about this episode, and mm-hmm. specifically, let's let's talk about friendship. Okay. Because I have lots of problems with this with this episode. And problems with friendship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mostly friendship. Though. I know. I'm gonna. This is it. We're done <laughs> after this. We can keep doing the podcast, but, but friendship not as, is not as friends. I figured. Yeah. I knew it was coming. <laughs> sort of damn queasers hanging over my head. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments. I love that bird's quote. I taste the mint more than I taste the cough syrup. All right, I'm going to take another one. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's some mint. There's some mint. I I barely taste the pineapple juice. Yeah. That's a, it's kind of an afterthought. I think it's, I think it's there to kind of even things out. Yeah. So it's not 100% liquor. (laughs) Liquor and coughs. So, um, let's talk about the beginning of this episode before we get into it. The slumber party. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot that this was, that was the beginning of this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> now, me. question. Um, Alan, hmm. you have two siblings. Correct. Right? You're the middle child. Correct. Yes. Uh, I, have, this up. I have a younger sister. Janelle. I have, have no siblings. You have no siblings. But I am a female person. <laughs> and... Uh, I can tell you that that slumber, That's slumber party parties is 100 percent like. accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she may not have been Lisa in this scenario, yeah. but she was one of the guests who perhaps was an only child, yeah. and was like, "Your brother's gross, right?" I was. I would would have been the one spearheading the gives Bart a makeover yes, initiative. Of course, really. <laughs> and then All settle that was on left Maggie. Was for them to be, you know, braiding each other's hair, or uh-huh. painting their toenails, or reading 
you know, Corey, Corey magazine. Non threatening, non threatening boys magazine. Boys, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll say for me, I don't recall ever having escapades like this with my sister. She was a little, little less of a like makeovers and braid each other's hair, and more of like just I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. I was really into just staying the f out of it. Mm-hmm. When my sister had people over or a person over, I was just like, I don't give a rip. Well, me and me and my it. sister too. I'm remembering had a lot of like. Um, sibling friends. So, like, I, I would have a friend who also had an older sister okay. who was friends with my sister. Mm-hmm. And so I think that a lot of time when there was, like, a sleepover, that kind of thing, we were both having our own kind of separate sleepovers with our own friends, and we just, mm-hmm. yeah, we just ignored each other because we didn't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. Luckily, I never got chased and kissed or um, given makeovers. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know. Ever in my life. <laughs> no, that's not true for me, though. Oh, Sorry, buddy. It's okay. Yeah. They eventually got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. Anyway. Let's move on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm glad that it's, that, that it's pretty accurate because I like, it seems it seems very very accurate and I um, I'm reading a quote from Al Jean ugh, um, saying that he based it on uh, <laughs> that he based it on his experiences like when his sister would have sleepover parties and her friends would always try and kiss me and stuff that is his right. exact quote <laughs> Thanks, from man. the uh, from the commentary huh. so yeah. I wonder where, like, where's Marge in this yeah, that's a good, party? Yeah, that's a good question. I think she might be, like, reading in bed. Yeah. Or something. Because it just seems weird that she's not present, and then Homer's just like, that's it, I'm, I'm out of here. And yeah. it's just like, well, wait. <laughs> Who's taking care of your children, then? But I guess Marge, she's probably there somewhere. Probably in bed. She's not, you know, broad, auditioning for a Broadway show. No. Yet. No, because when Marge has any um, agency... The whole episode is about that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> that's what it takes. Yeah, so yeah, so Homer goes to Moe's, and that's when, of course, he tells him about his uh, secret recipe. Yeah, because Moe's bar is going under. Yeah. What, was he, what did he say? <laughs> One of my favorites was he's like, uh, like family togetherness and something are... Increased well-being or something. Yeah, are like just terrible for purveyors of intoxicants or something like that. Uh, yeah, which is true. Like the happier people are, the the, the liquor business uh, goes down. And he he forgot to pay his beer his distributor, beer. <laughs> so they cut him off. What? Yeah. God, I hate Mo. <laughs> And he presents these two facts right next to each other, like, oh, business is slowing down, not sure why. Oh, yeah. also, I have no also, beer I have no to beer. sell you. Right. That's, that's why. You have no beer, and you don't know how to mix a drink. Yeah. Gin and tonic? Those mix? So, yeah, Moe's the... He, I, I kind of like how they present Moe immediately as being just the fucking worst in mm-hmm. this episode. Yeah. Or being like, oh, yeah, business is slow. Why, oh why, woe is me. I don't have fucking beer. <laughs> People would probably be there if you had some beer. Yeah, Barney would. Yeah. 
He's not there. If he didn't close, he'd never leave. Yeah. You're, you're only... Like, your customers, the only ones that are always there would be there mm-hmm. right now if you had beer. <laughs> but you don't. Kind of made your own mess there. That's right. Uh, so Homer, completely unselfishly, and just throws this drink recipe at Mo. Um, well, it's interesting because he's like, he's like, you know, I invented a drink once. And yeah. it's, it's such a non-issue for him because, like we said, he doesn't drink liquor. Yeah. So, like, it's such a rare thing for him to even want to well, he drink only a Flaming does it, Homer. He only does it, like, I like how they, how they present it as Patty and Selma are over doing one of their classic slideshows yeah. from their last vacation. And that's the only moment where he's like, oh, God, I've... I need a fucking beer. Uh, <laughs> and Selma drank the last one. Yep. And so that is the only time he would ever think to go for the liquor when things just couldn't get any worse. Yeah. Right? So he does. <laughs> and he makes the most of it. I mean, like, he gets lucky. Have you ever tried doing that? Uh, I it's... haven't. My brother did. One of, his, one of the first times he ever tried drinking. In general, oh, he just God. raided my parents' liquor cabinet and no. just mixed a whole bunch of shit together. No. And I came home to Was someone puking in dead? the bathroom, <laughs> someone downstairs passed out, also puking, like, or had already puked, uh, sure. um, and someone else upstairs on, on the couch, and uh, there was puke in the sink in the kitchen as well. So there was just like, it was just like this disaster I walked home in, walked into, and I was just like, what happened? And then the next day I found out, and then... Uh, Got to kind of sit with my brother as he experienced his first hangover, so that was fun. A little brotherly bonding moment. That's nice. Yeah. Gave him some water. He's like, so what did we learn? <laughs> Don't mix alcohol. Good boy. Well, mix it. Just with the, right, the sodas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went raiding my, my mom's liquor, uh, I guess it wasn't a cabinet, it was one of those big globes. That you see maybe in the old timey movies, like Sherlock Holmes might have just like a giant globe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, the balls in the globe. (laughs) (laughs) You could chap mix it yourself. (laughs) But it it had all, like, there was like Galliano and like maybe a little bit of Di Serono and just all these really obscure Mm -hmm. liquors that I didn't even know, like, what the base liquor was, much less what the the brand was. Um, So I. I think I more just had a taste of each of them before trying to mix them together, and even on their own, I, I thought, no, <laughs> I can't save this. I, yeah, I'll never, I'll never drink again. And look at you now. Just um, hook it to my veins. <laughs> look at me now, drinking cough Drink, syrup. Drinking flaming Homer or flaming Moser. I thought you'd call it a flaming Allen. I mean, um, no, I didn't invent it. So, did you find this recipe like? Yeah, as the yeah so there's actually many different versions of the recipe online. College Humor has their own. Do they? Yeah, they have, um, they did a, they did an article about, um, movie, uh, movie and television drinks. Okay. Like specialties. Like, um, they did the, the number one, of course, what was the Flaming Mo? Mm-hmm. Um, and they did like, um, right, it was the How I Met Your Mother Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mar- Thanksgiving Martini. Mm-hmm. Where... It's like there's like cranberry vodka yeah. and a bouillon cube. <laughs> and apparently it's like it all tastes good until the bouillon cube starts to dissolve. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I read this article that kind of like collected as many of the recipes as it could find and like broke it down as like what would be the, like most accurate to the TV show. Well, that's pretty scientific. 
Yeah, and, you know, most of them were like, because, like, one, you know, would just be like, uh, you know, one ounce of this, one ounce of this, and then just cough syrup, like, no measurement or anything, so it's just like, so what, you just, like, put as much as you want in, or you just, like, float some on top, or, and then, then, like, the end of the recipe is just light on fire, enjoy, and it's just like, uh, that won't light on fire, like, you can't just say light on fire. It's liquid, so, you need specific kinds of it to light it on fire. So it was trying, it was trying to find, like, one that basically had, included cough syrup in some way, because other ones didn't even have cough syrup, which is fine for, like, if you're actually going to be drinking them as an evening thing, not, you know, just as a taste test. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they were trying to find one that actually included cough syrup, uh, you know, to get it as close as possible. And uh, it, it was hoping for fire, but it was, it was saying how, like, that's hard to find. And, and this one, again, it said, you know, the recipe actually says at the end, light on fire. So it's like, well, like, that's not going to happen. So it said... Well, with this? Yeah. You could. You could if you if you pour it right. If if you But the recipe specifically said put it in a cocktail glass, shake. Oh put a go- strain. Oh, yeah, that's not gonna help. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it was like, you know, if you, you could you could add a little uh, original or whatever it's called. If if you save the brandy for last mm. and like and, and float it on top. Float it on top and then let it on fire, then blew it out and then stirred it in. Right. That would be a way to do it. Yeah. But like it wouldn't do anything. I mean like flaming brandy is neat, right? Mm-hmm. It does like it does change the taste a little bit. Um, that's why, like, you, like on those like certain like uh, Christmas cakes, you f- flame like the, the flambe, right? Um, it really infuses the flavor, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't make really much of a difference when you have fucking cough syrup in it. <laughs> uh, it kind of overpowers it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so. What I really wanted to bring up about this episode was how awful Mo is. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat, yeah. When the man who's in the bar asks what the cocktail is called, he doesn't hesitate. It's called a flaming Mo. He jumps in front of Homer. Jumps in front and of says Homer. It. Like it's not even. Yeah. A... They are supposed to be good friends. Yeah. And this is. And not, no... and not only just like I'm going to change it to a flaming Mo, but he actually specifically says I invented it. <laughs> Yeah, in front of Homer, like it's it's such a dick move. In and so the thing ways. is, in the very next scene after the commercial break, Homer's there and he's fine with it. Yeah, he's just fine. Yeah, Homer's a bit of a pushover in that sense yeah. at first. Well, and then he, he, and then he just kind of doesn't have the means to to stop him. Yeah, he's, he blows up so big. But yeah, I I was so frustrated. With Mo, I've always been like as soon as it's a Mo centric episode, I always am like, oh, here we go, we're gonna see just the bowels of mm-hmm. the worst of human nature because he is he might be the uh, actually the worst character on The Simpsons. <laughs> I strongly I strongly believe that. Like as far as his sense of his moral compass goes, right? Um, because Burns. Makes no, like he, he's he's not disguising his 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 evilness, right? Yeah. And that's the beauty of Burns, right? Yeah. He's he's full on with it, and at least you can understand that. But with Mo, he masks himself he's behind. Got this facade. He's got a facade of being this uh, the, of being a bartender and this friend to Homer, right? Yeah. He's he presents himself as Homer's best friend or one of his best friends, right? Uh, 
And yet, every time he gets the opportunity, he will screw Homer over. And Homer will forgive him. Mm-hmm. And Homer continues to try and help him in many and he respects, does. too. Like the insurance does. fraud episode. Yep. Dumbbell indemnity. Yep. Where he's like, yeah, I'll steal a car for you. Look and at that then... parking job. That is sweet. <laughs> Rubber hippie daisy. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you know, Homer gets put in jail. And Mo is like, instead of bailing him out, he goes and buys Hawaii tickets or yeah. whatever. For his girlfriend. He's such a dick. He's the worst. He is absolutely poor, the worst. Poor, unassuming Homer. <laughs> yeah. Keeps he, going along with it. His, his life continually gets ruined by this bartender. And then, of course, in episodes where he isn't the focus, he still manages to be the worst person ever. Like in Lisa on Ice, mm. which might be the funniest part of the episode, <laughs> when he comes over to visit the family... Uh, Any sports injuries the gambling world isn't aware of? Exactly. He inspects the children for injuries to use in, prof- in illegal but gambling. I, to be fair, they're going to take his thumbs. He's 64 grand in the hole. <laughs> Mo seems to really play off the expectation that, you know, bartenders are sort of expected to put on this, this How social are labor yeah. of, you know, befriending the customer, but... It's it's funny because when Mo is talking to Homer, like their camaraderie, it seems genuine. Mm. Like he's generally concerned with how Homer's doing, um, but it's it's very strange to have a, a relationship like that with someone who basically is a service provider. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think and I think that's the key thing is that when he is just like normal Mo, like you know, running a shitty bar that doesn't do super well, but you know, gets him by. He yeah he's like he's like oh what's the matter and like oh sorry Homer like that sucks and like you know being I think genuinely like you know uh, empathetic towards him but as soon as he gets even a hint of success or like you know gets a girlfriend or anything like that that's when he like his ego takes over and he just like shits on everybody else and he doesn't care and uh, yeah I think the 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 one time where that isn't true is in the boxing one. Uh, at first, it is true for sure, but it's the only—it's probably the only one where like it ends with Mo deciding to do the right thing, rather than like things just going out of chaos and him having to go back to normal because you know things out of control. He makes the decision to save Homer in the end. With the, and the interesting thing the is, fan. what it took was Homer's imminent death. Yes, <laughs> for him to do that's the, the right yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the line. That's it's the like bar where it's time to step up. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, like I'm okay with him getting pummeled, but dying. Ugh. Yeah, that's pathetic. <laughs> uh, but I am really glad you brought that up because it is an interesting subversion of that television trope. Right? Would we ever see Sam from Cheers Shoot. act that way? No. No. <laughs> No! <laughs> Absolutely not! Um, <laughs> I don't know Cheers that well to agree, but I'm sure you're right. He's like the Hawkeye of Cheers. Like from the Avengers? Yeah. He has a bow and arrow? Yeah. Oh, weird. It is weird. <laughs> a lot of those um, references really impact this episode as well, mm-hmm. because stylistically it's very different. And, you know, the dialogue and the banter that even we get from Mo is not something you would really get from any other episode because they're referencing that sort of, like, Cheers right. cocktail. So, I mean, Mo's certainly more eloquent than I've well, yeah, seen him before. Since. I think, for me specifically, the, the like, where he's hiring the, the waitress, like, that's written very specifically to be, like, a mm-hmm. sitcom, like... Banter. What's wrong, Morris? Like, <laughs> or he's like, he's like, uh, you know, what, well, like, what are the benefits? after Diane. Yeah. From the... From Cheers. From Cheers. Yeah. 
But it's like, you know, like, what are, what are the benefits? It's like, oh, a weekend at Shea Mo or whatever. And she's like, I'd rather stay somewhere hot. And then the whole yeah. bar. Woo! The whole bar. Woo! Yeah. yeah, that's very, like, because that's, like, watching that, that part today, I was just like, oh, this is weird. Like, I don't like it. And I get what they were trying to do. But... I do like it because it's that. Okay. Be- because it's that. I think it's them pointing out, look how weird this is without a laugh track. <laughs> It's just creepy. It's really <laughs> creepy without a laugh track. And it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. I mean, she sleeps with them, so... It's, clearly this is a, a how-to guide. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> how to pick up women. I, I honestly think this is a... It is a, it is a big parody of Cheers. Yeah, right? oh yeah. Because, like, Sam and Diane have the same convert... Like, have the same kind of banter back and forth all the time mm-hmm. in that show. And it's they weird were the, if you don't listen to the laugh. They were one of the original will-they-won't-they they relationships. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spoiler alert, they do. Yeah, many times. <laughs> um... So yeah, this, uh, Colleen, is that her name, the waitress? Oh, in this episode? I th- okay. Uh, <laughs> I believe her name is Colleen. Um, and she was originally supposed to be voiced by Catherine O'Hara. Oh, really? Yeah, and they, like, didn't like the way that the voice worked, I guess, so okay. they just got one of their regulars to voice her, which I can't remember her name offhand. Frank Grimey. Grimey? Grimey. Oh. Frank Grimes was yeah. originally supposed to be a guest star. So you're saying Grimey voiced her. I'm like, um, that's a character? <laughs> No. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, but... Um, Colette. Colette. Oh, I was close. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so this is also the first uh, time we get a musical guest star. Um, it's like yeah, a band playing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do like the way they're introduced, how it's like, you know, my, I got some, my, my good buddy's Aerosmith, and there's, nah, nah, no, we're, no, we're no, saying no. We're have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the, free it's like eggs. all set up, yeah. <laughs> free pickled eggs. Um, which apparently that was, originally it was supposed to be free beer. Yeah. And Aerosmith didn't like it, so this, they pickled eggs, They sure. didn't like that because they were back, they were, like, they were back, um, they had just had that huge hit. Uh, the remix of "Walk This Way" with Run DMC, mm-hmm. uh, and they had, and they were in the in like the late '80s. That was their their latest huge hit, and it was still getting like a lot of uh, airplay. And they were clean. Oh. They were like they were pretty clean at this point because um, they had just been through the '70s and '80s and barely made it out alive. Uh, Who didn't? Yeah, you know. Um, I know I was struggling. How do I know this? I have read their biography, their autobiography. Wow. Walk this way. Our resident Aerosmith expert, Greg Wilson. You got it. <laughs> uh, Steven Tyler calls his uh, his ability to songwrite his gift. That's very nice. That's where we got. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> Even Tyler's. Well, you know what I say to him? Dream on. Ah! Oh, moving on. That's the title of the song. So, do we have a question as to, well, Aerosmith is a five, is a, is a band of five members, uh-huh. as we all know. <laughs> yes? What are their names? Steven Tyler, Joe, Joe Perry, Perry Ronnie Van Zant, Steven Nix, Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Neil Young. <laughs> That's seven. You're on seven now. Oops. No, what I'm saying is it's a member, like, a Bruce, uh, <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Uh, 
Aerosmith is a five-member <laughs> band. But there's six people sitting at their table. That's right. A mystery bearded man. A mystery bearded man. He's a man named John Kolodner. He was their A&R representative. Um, and that was a stipulation if they were going to guess on the show that he correct. be uh, John now, Who the hell is he? Um, he apparently, according to Wikipedia, uh, his achievements list. include signing Foreigner, ACDC, Peter Gabriel... And Phil Collins to Atlantic Records. Wow. Oh, man. He's also worked with Asia. <laughs> the country. Or the, the, the continent. The, no, the group. Oh. And the continent. And the continent. Actually, wow. yes. Good for him. White Zombie. Uh-huh. Madness. Okay. White Snake. White Snake. And white Snake and White Zombie. Uh, yeah. Wow. You got yeah. both, both you got, of the whites. Like, he loves to double it up. <laughs> uh, and Aerosmith. And uh, brought Jimmy Page and Sammy Hagar success as solo artists. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And placed songs on soundtracks of such films as Top Gun and Footloose. So he was probably pretty great for a little man named Kenny Loggins. Mm Mm-hmm. Just so you know. I wonder if uh, if you combined those movies. It would be a great movie. What, Footloose and Top Gun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a great movie. Yeah. Are you kidding? That would be a great mashup. Yeah. <laughs> we don't allow dancing in the, in the Air Force. <laughs> it's or, Kevin Bacon as or, Goose. Or we don't, la- we don't allow fighter, fighter pilot dogfights in, in Midwestern this. United States. <laughs> <laughs> also no dancing. Also, also no dancing. <laughs> So by the end of the movie, hopefully they get one of those <laughs> turned over. Uh, so um, here's the uh, here's here's Steven Tyler's quote um, about the uh, Simpsons collaboration. We were elated because it's a you know you've made it when moment. You're this low life rock and roll band, a rock band that's throwing parties for twenty thousand people a night. Yeah, sounds like a low life band to me. <laughs> and then you see yourself on television on the biggest cartoon of its time. It was the height of the insanity of the cartoon era. For me, the equivalent of when we did Walk This Way with Run DMC during the beginning of the era of that era of rap. We always tried to get in on the ground floor of these things, and we were blown away when we were asked to do it. So, he was pretty enthusiastic about it. Yeah, and I think that's starting to become the norm with around this era. Yep. Is where it's, you know... Yep. Just like uh, in uh, you know Weird Al's heyday, that was a lot of artists... Um, uh, We've made it, uh, thing was when He's he parodies parody, one yeah. of their songs. Yeah, and I think with the Simpsons, it's the same kind of thing. It's like we've made it when we guessed on the Simpsons. Yeah. So. So <laughs> so I know I know I never would have heard of Aerosmith if they weren't on the Simpsons. Really? I mean, eventually I would have. But that was the you, first. Armageddon. That, that was that was in ninety nine. No, I know. Ninety eight. I know. I saw the movie. I said I would eventually. Yeah, but I saw that before I saw this episode of Simpsons. That's weird. And I was like, oh, who's singing that crappy song? <laughs> is it Ben Affleck? It was Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. He's, he really is a triple threat. He is, yeah. yeah. Actor, director, singer. He could also mime. Wow. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think we better wrap our talk, our talk about this particular episode up pretty quick here. Um... As I said before, it all comes down to uh, 
Phantom of the Opera parody, mm-hmm. uh, which I absolutely adored. Yeah, because he's got the half mask of his just robe, his, just his robe just over his, robe, his face, and yeah. when he like does that crazy laugh, the yeah. flaming bows go off <laughs> around him. Uh, it's really great. Um, what you poor I, misguided fools. Yeah. Oh, and we get some Raven Homer. Yeah. yeah. Some more Raven Homer. <laughs> uh, so. What really gets me is that the ending of this episode, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Because everything, like, that's, that's, that's a problem with the, with the Simpsons in general. It has to return to status quo. Of course. But how easy it is sometimes really gets to me. And it was this time because your friend just screwed you over and you're apologizing to him? Because Homer says, I'm sorry for costing you $500,000 at the very end. And I was like, no. You should set this building on fire. (laughs) I don't know. I think for me, it's like, it's it's very karmic. Like, you know, Mo did a shitty thing. And then Homer did a shitty thing by, you know, basically giving up the, the secret ingredient when he could have, you know, been smarter about it. But he went crazy. He never, and so both no, of them... He gave it to Mo without even thinking about it. Yeah. He could have given it to anybody else the next day without even thinking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? And he did. <laughs> he told Bart. Bart had the ingredients yeah. to the Flaming Mo right yeah. there. Well, and obviously, like, any other bartenders he hires must have had it. Yeah. Um, Col- Colette would have had it. Woody? Would she? Woody. Oh, <laughs> the bartender. Yeah, sorry. You're saying Woody. That's like modeled she. after Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think Homer is just such a simple character that I don't think he does a shitty thing. I d- think he does a logical thing, and I don't think he should ever. I think it's shitty. It's shitty is probably the wrong word, but I think he he does a foolish thing. Mo drives him to that. Mo drives him sure. insane. I agree. <laughs> Homer doesn't set out to, like, oh, I'm going to even the score. I'm going to teach Mo a lesson. He sets out just, like, crazy after he's had No, his... I, think he said, I think he sets out to ruin him. That's, that's why he does it. That's why he's like, I'm going to tell you the secret ingredient so you all, like, no one will come here anymore. And there will be tons of fake flaming Mo places all over the place, which there is. I think he knows. Like, I don't think he's just, he's just literally insane. I think that's part of it because he's like, Mo, like, I, I'm so mad at Mo. He's like, what's the best way to get back at him? Reveal the secret ingredient to the entire bar in a very showman-y way. <laughs> but, so I, th- I, think he sets, I think he sets out to, to ruin Mo. Um, I just think he does what comes... And the reason he apologizes me. is not because he's actually sorry for doing it. He just he realizes, wow, like I cost myself half a million dollars as well. I don't think he realizes that. Well, how come he... Because he, he said, sorry, I cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars if he thought Mo was getting a million dollars. He didn't know what Mo was getting. He was never there to see... The reveal of the thing? He was never there to see the money. No. Did he think he was costing him his business? Just from selling the flaming Mo? Because Mo never told him that he was splitting the money with him. Yeah. Obviously. Or he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But I think he told him after. I don't think that's the first time they've talked after, after that event. Is what I'm saying. I don't think you can say that because it's not in the text, is it? Okay, let's just go 100% by the text then. (laughs) (laughs) Never any subtext, anything. No. I mean, it's not actually in the episode. 
If, they, if it was there, that's important, so they would put it in. But it's not, so you're wrong. Moving on to the reference desk. Oh, I'm sorry, are you, you upset? Can, yeah, you can stay at the reference desk yourself. I don't want to go. Yeah, well, yeah. you got to do the beeps. Nope. God damn it. Don't you, don't even this, like, you don't even like the beeps. Don't so. make this weird. <laughs> trying to have a discussion, Greg, uh-huh. and you're just throwing it in my face. Well, I'm not throwing it in your face. I'm just saying when you've lost, acknowledge that. But you can't just say I've lost because you disagree. Yes, I can. I did. Now we're at the reference desk. See, this is why we're not doing Cinepals anymore. <laughs> because when we agree, it's boring. <laughs> and we just agree too much on movies. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to take us over to the reference desk now? Uh, I'm, I'm good right now. You're good? Yep. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fine. God damn it. Fine. Finish your thought. <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't finish my thought. It's that you just, you didn't even acknowledge it. You didn't want to discuss it. You just said no. Yeah. That's not a discussion, Greg. Because it's not even in the text. It's not in the, it's not There's the a lot of things not in the text that we talk about. That's the whole point of this. We're not just going to do a transcript of every episode. Who wants to listen to that yeah, shit? But when, it, it, but when it disagrees with my point, then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't you understand? If you make those arguments, then all of a sudden my point gets worse. Then I argue your point to get more. Worse. That's the point. I want to have a back and, and forth. I want you to say I'm right so we can move to the reference That's desk. That's not what's going to happen ever Fine. with that attitude. You're if, right. If you discuss with me, then I'll, maybe I'll, uh, I'll concede. You're holding the podcast hostage right now. I, You are, I think. Oh my god. Because you want my beeps. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. If it's not the first time that they've spoken, uh-huh. what would he have said the first time that they have talked? Hey, Homer, I was gonna give I, you. I think like half after. Of a so like dollars. this. So like we see the scene the next day. Yeah. Right where he's like everyone's gone, or I guess a couple days after because like all these businesses have sprung up. You don't think that would be a really funny and important thing to put in there? I'm sure it would be, but sometimes you run out of time, Greg. I'm sure there's a lot of things they want to put in every episode. There's deleted scenes on every box set. Anyway, all I'm saying is, it would make sense to me is if after that event, after he reveals this... I think this is a this, padded episode itself. So That's fine. Can you let me finish? If there story in there, they would have put it in there. Making our, our guests uncomfortable with our bickering. I'm just saying, I think I'm... I think but your your relationship you're... isn't already strong. You can't just bring in another person and hope that'll <laughs> fix everything. I think I'm 100% right on this. But you, but you won't even let me finish my point. Then finish it. I keep trying. Well, no one's stopping you. You are, several times. Just go. I think it would make sense. Can I just interrupt you No, you cannot. <laughs> if immediately after the event happens where he reveals the thing, uh-huh. and, you know, thank you, Mr. Goofball, and that guy runs away... Homer, you know, falls on Aerosmith or whatever. Mo helps him up or whatever, and basically says, "You know what? You just did. Like, you just cost us a million dollars. They were going to pay us a million dollars because otherwise, how else did he get the information? He comes back in immediately says, "Sorry, I cost you a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Where would he have got that information if not from Mo himself?" 
Let's go to the reference book. <laughs> Damn it. No, I'm acknowledging that you have a good point. <laughs> Alright. This is how I do it. It's with silence. Yeah. Alright. Yes! Yes. Here we go. Uh, cheers. Cheers all over the place. Um, the scene in which Professor Frank analyzes a flaming mo. It's a Nutty Professor reference. Go figure. Well, I guess just his character is a Nutty Professor reference, so... Yeah. His, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> the uh, Flaming Moe's... The, the copies of Flaming Moe's uh, parodies... Uh, famous Ray's Pizza famous in New Ray's York. Famous Ray's Pizza. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. now there's a bunch of Famous Ray's. Yeah. And like classic no, Ray's. No the original knows, Famous Ray's. All that stuff. No one knows exactly what the original one is. Yeah. Also, the like the idea of a flame of flaming Moe's is based on um, a bar in L.A. I think. And the basic premise of the episode is cocktail. Right. Apparently, I've never seen the movie. It's got like five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe I should watch it. I never it. saw it either. Yeah. I know Co- Kokomo is uh, the song by the Beach Boys. Do you want Aruba? Kokomo. Nope. <laughs> That's not the song at all. Do you like peanut? Nope. I'm still wrong. <laughs> Wasted Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahamas, pretty much. You're terrible. <laughs> All right. Is Ion Springfield just an homage to every cheesy 80s? Yeah, like infotainment. Body break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Body Break! With Al Johnson. <laughs> and Joanne McLeod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just even the like the logo of Ion Springfield is very reminiscent of like 80s it's slash early 90s. Yeah. Backgrounds to be like, oh, like this is gonna be a fun new segment. And bikinis. This is yeah. a sexy episode, you guys. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. With local Emmy Award winner Ken Rockman. <laughs> Just another example of the Springfield local things having statewide, national, or international yeah. notoriety. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Great, so uh I guess that's it for the episode. Yeah, we could do a favorite joke if you want. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I like Aerosmith's first appearance. Yeah? I don't know. I, some but like, no, we're just hanging out. Was... Just when they're like, oh, we're just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just really like that. Uh, I, I like Slutty Krabappel. Oh, God. I think that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's so uncomfortable. Yeah, You're it's... my kid's teacher. <laughs> Single parent, are we? No! No, let's, let's pretend. pretend we are. Get away from me! <laughs> and when he steals the drummer's drumstick. Yeah. Come and get him. Oh, God. Alright. <laughs> For me, it's when Homer's having his um, break from reality and has sort of the Mo oh, the Malkovich yeah. moment. <laughs> he sees Mo everywhere, and then he falls on the ground, and, tr- and all the flowers <laughs> the daisies, turn toward yeah. the daisies, all have Mo faces. <laughs> It's one of the few, like, truly surreal scenes that yeah. we've seen even this, you know, around season three. That isn't, like, area. specifically a dream. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, surreal stuff Last where it's, like, very the, clearly a daydream. Yeah. We'll get to soon enough, <clears throat> or, like, but... Bart has a bunch of nightmares in the early seasons. But this is, like, yeah, like, at first it's just it's just normal and he's just kind of going crazy. And then he actually, like, kind of starts to lose his grip on reality and sees Mo everywhere and it's beautiful. Oh, laundry's done. Oh, my God. That scared the shit out of me. Sounded like it. 
<laughs> you moved an inch. <laughs> Greg's very tired, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to have a conversation. <laughs> we'll just say that next time. I just wanted time. to pick a fight. Yeah. I just wanted to pick a fight and win. I just needed a win, Alan. Well, <laughs> you have a lot of wins, you Greg. You me that. I told you you're really talented at music. Yeah, you're Gave you a guy. nice cocktail. And that's why you lose. Oh. <laughs> Burns Verkaufen der Kraftwerk. <laughs> Burns sells the plant. And which Mr. Burns, uh, seeing that he's no longer a young man, wants to sell the power plant. Mm-hmm. This is actually a really great episode. It's in my top ten. Like uh, I, I, I find the I find the Flaming Moe's episode uh, more iconic than I do find it funny yeah. or good anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because the central character is Mo, and he kind of repulses me. As we've learned, yes. Um, <clears throat> but Bur- anything about Burns and Smithers is automatically going to be gold. Yeah. yeah. Pure gold. And <laughs> the the fact that it also has to do with, like, kind of like the outside world with the stock exchange and all that sort of thing, I always found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like, I never thought about that. Like... The Springfield Power Plant actually has shares, mm-hmm. and it affects the outside world, and it affects things, and like we have these German people coming in, and it's just like, this is actually a thing that does happen, right? Like, uh, with globalization, international conglomerates come and buy out American companies, and vice versa, right? Um, for example, probably <laughs> one of the most iconic ones in Canada is Tim Hortons, being bought out by the corporation that owns Burger King. Oh, really? Yeah, it's an American company now. Hmm. That's why. Wendy's. Sorry. I thought it was Wendy's. So, so you see a lot of Wendy's and Tim's paired up mm. nowadays. The company that owns Burger, Burger King, King might, I, I'm not sure. Maybe it's the same. Fast food might be the same. Right. Might, might be the same. I'm gonna check um, after I'm done the point. And well, well, Burger King and Dairy Queen married. That's right. That's right. Uh, that was the way to. <laughs> and consolidate Wendy, power. Wendy is their their daughter. Yeah. Well, it was the only way to consolidate power. Yeah. Princess a, Wendy. Princess now? Wendy. Yeah. Was to have an heir. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> joining of the two kingdoms. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, McDonald's is the jester of the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, August 26, 2014, Burger King agreed to purchase Tim Hortons for $11.4 billion United States. Woohoo! 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 <laughs> yeah. I grudgingly <laughs> accept. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh... The chain became a subsidiary of Oakville-based company, company Restaurant Brands International, which is uh, majority owned by a Brazilian investment firm, 3G Capital. So it's an American company owned by a Brazilian investment firm. Weird. And that's our... There's nothing sacred. <laughs> most popular... <laughs> See, that's the thing, though, right? Like, um, has Tim Hortons gotten worse? Has it changed too much? Not really. They've kept all the same things and they've added some sandwiches. Right? Um, if anything, it's just been, become a little bit more versatile and more competitive. And I think that's the whole idea with um, Burns Verkaufen de Kraftwerk when um, the, the, the Germans come in to buy the plant. By the way, that's what the episode's about. Germans buy the plant and Homer loses his job. Done. Um... <clears throat> they come in, and because they're outsiders, they can look at it with fresh eyes, and they can uh, assess 
the, I guess, uh, trim the fat. Yeah, that's, that's what, they can trim the fat of the company and get rid of people who should not be there. Like Homer. Yeah. Uh, who apparently is the only incompetent worker in the, pa- in the plant, which... Makes or sense. Or just incompetent enough. Yeah. Yeah. To stand above the rest. That he ruins the grading curve. Yeah. <laughs> there could be incompetent people below him, but he's in sort of a middle management position. Yeah. Yeah. That he blackmailed himself. Like, he blackmailed Mr. Burns, essentially, into yeah. him. Well, I think the from what we see of Lenny and Carl, it's generally agreed that they're decent workers. They both have masters. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Homer here. Yeah. <laughs> he just showed up when the plant opened. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think... But yeah, they both know, like, they, they they both run specific things in a in a middle management position in the plant that if they didn't do it, the plant would actually stop working. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think Stuart's still working there? Stuart? The duck? Yeah, the no. duck. <laughs> yeah, Stuart's definitely working there. <laughs> what about Zutroy? Zutroy is an America's apple pie. I would imagine that he is, just to, uh, you know... Lesser degree. Yeah. Right. Maybe twice a week. Who's the Who's the guy that Homer blames things on? Do you remember? When Marge gets a job and he's like, just blame things on that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. I don't remember his I name. Can't, I can't remember his name. Well, that'll be a omission for next time. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had that episode yet, have we? Marge gets a job? No. So, it'll come up. Oh, all right. Yeah. It'll come up. Good. We'll, we'll get to it, I hope. Um, so that, that's, that's where, that, that's where I think this episode is coming from is like, uh, uh, kind of a commentary on globalization, which is really, really very interesting to me. Um, my, my personal favorite part was the stockbroker exchange when, when he's on the phone with his stockbroker for the very first time. Voiced by Phil Hartman. Well, that's why it's my favorite part. <laughs> I knew it. There it is. <laughs> Fill in your bingo card. I think the stockbroker comes up once, one other time in the series. Something about pumpkins. Do you remember that? Really? No. Oh, Homer like the, invests in pumpkin invests in stocks pumpkins. and he's like, oh, they really ticked they, up in October. Yeah, I think they're going to peak right around <laughs> January. <laughs> and then turns out November 1st, they plummet. Um... <laughs> So, because, uh, yeah, I remember that was, there was two stockbroker moments I remember in the series. So, there could be more as well, but that's all I remember. Yeah. Um, is, uh... Yeah, he only appears in this episode, this particular stockbroker. Okay, so maybe it's a different... Yeah. Pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, does Phil Hartman's other characters appear in this episode? I don't think so. No. Yeah. They do not. So it must be a holdover from a different I'm gonna, recording session. I'm going to guess, and this is just just guessing, um, that they recorded this his his part for this the same time that they recorded his part for Flaming Moe's. Mm. Because it's just it's Lionel small. Hutz, yeah. and it's very small, and it's just him in this, and it's very small. Um, and maybe, like, a third episode. Yeah, they must have, like, they must, like, build up a bunch of scripts that, like, have roles that either need Phil Hartman yeah. or that they'd love Phil Hartman to play. If yeah. it's, like, one-off character, they're like, well, let's just get Phil to do it. Yeah. And so that way, when they get him in for the recording, they're just like, here's a bunch of things for you to record. And, yeah. Because he's yeah. the best. Yeah. Rest his soul. Yeah. Gone too soon. Oh! Here's oh. something 
fun. No. Um, by coincidence, uh, <laughs> frequent Simpsons guest star Phil Hartman happened to know a little German, so he helped out with the uh, conversations, the ones that the Germans and Burns have. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and the character, the stockbroker actually has a name, and his name is Horst. What? H-O-R-S-T. That's the same name as the, the German guy. Horst? Yeah. Oh, sorry. He guest starred as... Uh, sorry. As Horst and the stockbroker. Oh, he was Horst? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's where it is. Yeah, I didn't know that either. She <laughs> was. Yeah. I am Horst. <laughs> they, they want me to talk to you because I am the least non-threatening. Or the most non-threatening. Most non-threatening. Yeah, that's... That's great. I really love that. Oh, Phil. Well, there you go. So he was a major character in this Yeah, episode, he was a major actually. character, so I guess so not. that's why they got the stockbroker yeah. as well. Or maybe Flaming Moe's was uh, actually later in the production schedule and aired first. It could be. You never no know. One, no one knows. No. It's no. a mystery to everybody, that's for mystery. sure. Can't ever find that information no. out. Would never, ever be able to find <laughs> that out. Speaking of horse, does yes. this um, episode kind of still trade on this maybe dated notion that Germans are intimidating and that American and German work styles are, <laughs> are very, still different. very different. I mean, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, I think like specifically when Lisa talks about Germany to Homer, <laughs> I think that's playing on that where it's like, oh, they're, like they have a strong work ethic and very stern or whatever. And so I think that's playing on that idea. And um, well, the thing about that is that it's true. Sure, but it it seems like I've, another I've cynical sort of um, poke at American culture that mm-hmm. if Homer is the epitome of the American worker, right. he's just yeah. Germans would hate him. Basically, is what the episode's trying to say. Like it's true. Yeah. Like it's, it's like how are we world world power? How hasn't the plant been sold sooner? Yeah. Yeah. Because Americans are shitty at their jobs. Well, if in America, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and <laughs> do, do it half really half-assed. That's, That's the American it. way. That's right. <laughs> so, if if Homer is the epitome of the American worker, um, then these then these Germans must be exactly what Americans see the German industrial complex as, which mm-hmm. is high efficiency, um, very rigid, mm-hmm. um, and productive, but not so bad. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> but objectively committed to things like, you know, a good safety record and mm-hmm. they build a daycare in yeah. Burns' office their... because they care about... You know, they, their I employees. Think, I, I think the, yeah, yeah. I, I think the I think the, the the writers of the show actually have a really like positive outlook on the 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 outsiders coming to buy the plant because well if 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 Homer is the epitome of the American worker then Burns is the um, prototypical American employer right mm-hmm. high CEO up, CEO yeah and if that's the case the then he represents everything wrong with capitalism mm-hmm. right yeah. Or everything that capital capitalism is from the point of view of the writers, right? And so when the Germans come in, they're from a capitalist society as well, but they care about making their employees happy because it turns out, huh, 
a well taken care of and happy employee is a good employee. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. And, and I like the idea too that, know that that like you said, basically the Germans coming and taking over the plant just turns things around for the better for pretty much everyone except Homer. <laughs> And because yeah. Homer's our hero, that means it's bad. Yeah. So we che- we root for Homer to get his job back. Yeah. Even though when you look at it objectively, it's like, mm, maybe it's better if he doesn't work there. It's definitely better. Yeah. He could maybe go back to the Bolarama. Sure. At least for a little bit. <laughs> um, and then, of course, obviously, it's, uh, things aren't good for Burns either, because he needs to be in that power position for him to be happy, he realizes. Yeah. Um, Which is... Very in character mm-hmm. for him. He he appreciates the fear that he can inflict into mortals. Oh, I love that moment when he's outside the bar and just the music swells. Smithers, I have to get my plant back. That yeah. always got me when I watched the episode when it originally came out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, what what good is uh, money if I can still fear in the common man? Smithers, I have to... It's a very, like, triumphant moment that, you know... <laughs> Arguably for the wrong reasons, but it's still like very affecting. Advantage birds. <laughs> that was no accident. <laughs> yeah, when he stamps his foot. That was no accident. Get me out of here. <laughs> it's funny too because Burns is very capable in a lot of ways, and yet you know Smithers bathes him. Yeah. And, like, well, it's, it's, well, when he put, puts a sponge on his top hat, he almost he drowns. Yeah. Well, that's I, like what's really funny to me about Not Burns in is this that episode, no, by the that's way. Uh, in Rosebud. Yeah. But uh, what really gets me about um, Burns as a character is that he he flip flops on his like strength all the time. Mm-hmm. Like so, like I think we mentioned this in the Halloween episode <laughs> about how yeah. sometimes he you know can't pummel someone with a with a bat. But he can beat Homer's corpse with a shovel. Well, the funny thing is, in that very same episode, in the Halloween episode, he, he can't beats, run. He beats the Homer with the shovel, but he can't outrun. Outrun the robot falling over. Yeah. yeah. And so, like in this episode, we see him, you know, boxing. See him beekeeping. See him doing all these things that, like, are uh, for a hundred-year-old man are pretty impressive. Um, this is something though that, that uh, the ball game. He- can't throw it. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> With all the senior students. Exactly. Pop. Right in the same episode, even. I didn't get that joke. Like, it's, it's very like, strange. This, this is I think that's another one cut for out. syndication, because I don't remember yeah. it very well. Yeah. Oh, I didn't This yeah. is my park. It was worth it. Like, did they sneak into his yeah. park? I don't right. know. It's Why wouldn't he throw them out beforehand? <laughs> or release the hounds? But what I was going to say is, I, I believe that... I, the fact that he doesn't—he he no longer has the stresses of the power plant—truly does reinvigorate him. Yeah, right, and allows him to like do that. Right, mm-hmm. um, I, I truly believe that. We see that also when uh, in Old Man and Elisa when he opens the recyc- little Lisa recycling plant. Mm-hmm. Like he has a lot of like energy yeah. when he's not saddled by the plant. As it yeah, were. yeah, it's like he's he's better off without the power plant. Mm-hmm. Just like Homer would eventually realize he is too. But status quo. But um, also, like he's better off in a in a in a um, what's the word like uh, not physical sense, but like um, a spiritual sense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but in a personal sense, for him, he's not better off without it because he needs his he perception needs it. of himself yeah. needs the plan right for that. 
if he could change his perception of himself some way, mm-hmm. he would no longer need it. And he would probably live to like 120 and he would be a good man. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Um, Homer could do, I think, great things if he didn't, if he decided just to finally stop yeah. working there. But Homer's, the, Homer's like best kind of job to sustain his family and not danger lives of min- millions of people um, by working a nuclear power plant would be like a pencil pusher, you know, office drone. Yeah. Like that would be the ideal, unfortunately, the ideal workforce for him. Probably. Because yeah. he could do it. But he can do he can do so many things and we've seen it. Right? Astronaut. He could be a fucking astronaut. Boxer. Mascot. Freak. Yeah. Well, he can't do that anymore. Well. Medically unable. Yeah. But yeah. Um it should be noted as well that originally it was supposed to be Japanese that took over the plant. And they changed it to Germans. Um, <laughs> why did they change it to Germans? Well, let you think of that one, viewers or listeners. <clears throat> Answer me. <laughs> I feel like maybe it would have been perceived as a little too xenophobic. Maybe. Yes, I believe that is the uh, the quote. The exact quote. The, no, not the exact quote, yeah. but the. Um, what's Plus, the word? any language spoken by white people, you can you can parody effectively. It's true. Like, if you put on a goofy German accent, it's... It's fun. It's, it's fun. funny. Yeah, or put Australian. A, yeah. Or They're already Japanese pushing it accent. with Apu. Let's not push yeah. it further. And even Akira. And Akira, yeah. yeah. But, anyway. Or maybe it's like the fact that they've already done Japanese before, mm-hmm. and it's like, we probably shouldn't go back to that <laughs> well too many times. No, we haven't made fun of Germans. Germans! That's always a safe bet, right? Yeah, I mean... They burned it. <laughs> I think they started with the land of chocolate joke and then just worked And worked back. backwards. <laughs> um, fun fact. In the original script, the land of chocolate was absent oh. for most of it. Um, though the dialogue that set it up was present. Hmm. Um, you want to take a guess whose idea it was to put the land of chocolate Al Jean. in? Ha! No, uh. it's a genius idea. <laughs> Not an Al genius idea. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's Sam Simon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bingo for you. Yeah. Um, so, Land of Chocolate yep. is an iconic scene, Yep. <laughs> I'd say. Uh, it's so goofy. <laughs> it's, I love over space during oh, yeah. the entire thing. A kind of like elastic-y. And, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Even when he runs down, yeah, he's skipping yeah. along the street. Just yeah. An extra pause. In yeah. The His arms are very mutily. Gumby. Gumby-ish. Yeah, Gumby-ish. Oh, yeah. um, I lo- I've always loved the dog in The Line of Chocolate. Oh, the Scotty? Yeah. <laughs> I love that it was so ten minutes. Oh, yeah. In real Mr. time. Simpson, Mr. Simpson. I'm sorry, you're talking about chocolate? That was ten minutes ago. I have a question for you. How This is something that, that came up that, that came up in my brain uh, when we were watching it this time. How long do you think he was saying Mr. Simpson, Mr. Simpson, I into think, the ten minutes? I think it was... How long? I think it was uh, not very long. No? No. I think that he was like, mm, land of chocolate, and kind of drifted away, and they like maybe kept asking him some questions, and then he was like, oh. Is he? I don't, 
I don't know what's happening. Maybe, maybe they like discuss with each other. Like, do you think is he crazy? Is is this some like he's not? And they like snap in front of his face, and then eventually, like, oh. Mr. Simpson, Mr. Simpson. But the thing is, that's it's it's ten minutes. <laughs> like, like if we go, if you, if you go for like thirty seconds mm-hmm. without responding to somebody, it's an eternity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, uh, Janelle. Don't respond to me. How are you? Janelle? Janelle. It. (laughs) You see? Yeah, we get the point. (laughs) That was less than 30 seconds. And that felt like forever. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I kind of do want to see the animation of that. I would love to see the animation of... Their their point of view, just their point of view for ten minutes, just being like, just doing what you were doing, just being so confused. (laughs) He's going, (laughs) (laughs) maybe they like try to move on to another question after they ask another question. It's like maybe he doesn't want to answer that. Move on to because if he was bombing the interview before, this like minor disassociative state really was the nail in the coffin. Absolutely, yeah. How can you have someone run a safety <laughs> console in a nuclear power plant? Who, who daydreams, that? yeah. Who daydreams and you can't bring him out of it. Yeah. <laughs> For ten minutes. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a minor coma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just so into his dream. Oh, uh, I find the implications of that very funny. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> anyway. Oh. All right. So, yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't confirm this. So, never mind. I'm not gonna. Oh, good. Yeah, it's ri- riveting podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So, I, as I mentioned earlier, this is in my top ten episodes of all time. Mm, yes, it should be noted. Yeah. Why is that? I think a big reason is the German characters. The three German. Yeah. Just everything they do is really funny to me. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know what it is exactly. There's a sideshow Bob getting hit by Rake's moment in this. Is there? In, in this episode, yeah. Yeah, I think there is. Tell me. Uh, oh, the Germans, the oh, Germans yeah. are coming to get me. Stop, stop it. Stop that. Stop, stop it. <laughs> stop with the making it's fun that you're scared. <laughs> um, it goes on... Again, like maybe two or three beats too long mm-hmm. than you would originally think because yeah. it like it cuts back to the same angle that it yeah. was, right? They're obviously reusing the the animation, and I find that so funny. I'm right there with you with the Germans. Mm-hmm. Like I think they make this episode. They're just yeah. such unique characters, and just Horst too. How he's like for the whole episode very like bubbly and yeah, he's he's got like the jowls or whatever, um, which is just a perfect little animation touch. Uh, and, yeah, he's just like, oh, like, are there any alcoholics in the house? <laughs> it's just like, what a strange I'm way. I'm drunk right now. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky drunks. Um, and then at the end when he's like, we aren't all Homer smiles and sunshine. Homer should have put his hand up. He doesn't know he's an alcoholic. Though. No, I know, but he, like, he, uh, he should have put his hand up and been like, I can get paid for six He should have done a lot of things, man. Yeah, that's true. He should have. <laughs> a good should've, worker. Yeah. Probably never had Bart. <laughs> Well, he was an accident. That's what I mean. He tells him all the time. Yeah. When I do it, it's cute. 
That's our Homer, though. He is, yeah. He is our Homer. Uh, so what are your uh, favorite jokes? Um, so definitely that wasn't an accent, or that was no accent. That was a, that's a huge laugh. Yeah. Um, but I love Snappy the Alligator. Um, the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I just love, like, there's something so, like, so sweet about Burns and Smithers' relationship mm-hmm. that, very that endearing. yeah, that like comes to the forefront every so often, and I think this is a very specific moment where it's like, you know, something's bothering Burns and Smithers mm-hmm. knows, but he also knows that he'd rather talk to Snappy the Alligator, which is such a strange, strange little quirk that's just so perfect. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's just this little moment too where he first brings Snappy out, and he's like, "What's wrong, sir?" And he's like, "Oh, Snappy," and he like kind of pets him. And it's just like, oh, so endearing. Yeah. Janelle? Um, definitely Snappy's up there. Sort of a related Smithers and Burns moment is um, when he's beekeeping. Oh, yeah. Introducing him to, the, I think that one might have been cut for syndication as well. Because I think I so, did, yeah. That was brand new to me. And that's also a continuity error. Because we find out in 22 short films about Springfield, Smithers is allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, several bees are stinging me right now. They cause me to, um... Die. <laughs> so, hope someone got fired for that blunder. <laughs> and he's introducing, you know, this is honey and buzz or whatever, and, and here's the queen, Smithers. Smithers. <laughs> Which is great because it's so, the delivery is so nuanced, mm-hmm. you can still wonder, you know, it does, um, Burns have an idea that S- Smithers, Smithers sexuality. Is, yeah. Exactly. Because it really doesn't come across as... Yet that Smithers is in love mm-hmm. with Burns, like in a sexual way. He's yeah. just he's his boss, and he's mm-hmm. he's the the sycophant. He's the lick yeah. spittle. Well, and the, and in Brush with Greatness, we kind of talked about how he's like, oh, he's my best friend, and it's just like it's it. You're right. Like it doesn't have that implication yet of like I'm in love with him, and I wish he, I, he, he tells, would be on me. Uh, <laughs> he tells Burns that he loves him in Homer to Find. Yes, but again, it's uh, like you know, I was saying it's not necessarily a sexual that's true. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. They I push don't think it's it a until little harder in um, which actually I think it makes the. the I think the, in Marge gets a job is maybe the first time it like gets overtly sexual with the like dream. He's like, you, you yeah. know, the one, and yeah, he flies in. Which is interesting, and like Smithers' character is really interesting because he does start out like that as just the you know the lackey, and then it becomes like in love, and then it becomes like sexually attracted mm-hmm. to Burns, and then it becomes just a gay character because for the longest time they said he wasn't a gay character; he was just Burns sexual. Um, like if you listen, like, I've listened to a bunch of commentaries where they talk about that how like uh, they didn't want to make him like a gay man; they just wanted to make him in love with Mister Burns, and but that gets kind of thrown out in later seasons where you see him. Um, at gay clubs, or uh, he runs in, in Homer's Phobia, he runs yeah. into John, and he's like, so this, so this is, is your sick s- mother? Don't, Don't do, do this, this to me, Waylon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the screensaver. Right. Quite good, good at turning, turning me, me on. on. Probably should just Probably ignore, should that. ignore that. <laughs> I think it could have, it, it can slide into like a stereotypical character quite quickly so yeah they made those choices i agree yeah. i think the the performance of harry Shearer keeps it from doing that mm-hmm. uh ever right sometimes the writing might push it that way but i think harry Shearer always keeps it out of that out of being stereotypical mm. right um there's examples in later seasons where it gets out of there but of course yeah 
There's, we don't talk about those. There's going to be examples in later seasons of a lot of things. Almost everything, because there's over 500 episodes <laughs> of this show. We're only talking about about 200, maybe ish. Yeah. Holy shit! We're talking about 200 episodes. <laughs> so many. We're already at like 40. That's a good point. Ish. It's a dent. 13 in the first season, 22 in the second, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we're about 10 into this one. There's 25 in this one. Yeah, we're doing fine. Yeah. Moving along. <laughs> um, my favorite joke would have to be the uh, where he buys the power plant back. That whole sequence. Oh, like with yeah. the Germans are coming to get yeah. Yeah, yeah, where, he's, where he says, desperate to sell. Desperate, eh? Vintage, <laughs> Vintage birds. <laughs> Here's my Here's offer, my I think you'll find it quite unfair, unfair. but them's the brakes. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's oh, a perfect the Germans are coming to get me. Oh, Ooh, no. the Germans. <laughs> and Smithers is just smiling yeah. as he does it. Oh, He's great. loving it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also love when, like, <laughs> the Germans are in the bar. Like, we first meet the Germans in the bar with Homer, and they're like, um... Like the first thing is, uh, you know, oh, thank you. My English is not great, but uh, your beer is like svil to us. Am I saying that right? You don't have to be oh, as yes, fine. <laughs> it's a perfect, like, a polite way of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being an asshole. Well, have you ever had American beer? Yeah. Of course you have. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it tastes like Although... watery... Any beer I've had while I was in the States, I don't recall it being specifically brewed in America, so maybe not. Mm. Have you ever had a Budweiser? Yes. American. Okay, gross. Yeah. <laughs> There's something there. Have you ever had an MGD? No. Another well, yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah, gross. American. Yeah. Got it. And that's the good stuff. Oh. <laughs> uh, Coors. Oh. Coors is good. Uh, is it? Coors is decent. Like Pilsner, is it American? Pils, I uh, no. Holland, I believe. Pilsner, <laughs> I no. It doesn't have a windmill on it. I think that's it's Heineken. Just, yeah, Heineken is Amsterdam. Am- Amsterdam. It's weird to say that. Amsterdam. <laughs> say it like gangs of New York. Um. Anyway, do we have anything for the reference desk? Oh yeah, sure we do. Teddy um, bear picnic. Oh uh, yeah. Did you ever watch that movie? The what? The Teddy Bear Picnic? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, no, I... I watched it. I think I, I, think I have. It's uh, actually really scary. Is it a movie? Yeah. I just thought it was a beloved nursery rhyme. No, they made a movie out of it. I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember being kind of scary. Scary in the sense that, like, it was teddy bears coming alive, I think. There's not many, actually. There's not many other than, like, uh, Hogan's Heroes references. Right. Um, the reference to John F. Kennedy's Ich bin ein Berliner speech. Right. Right. Um, and uh, apparently the sequence within uh, Frosty Chocolate Milkshakes in which um, uh, Bart dreams what he would do with the money yeah. in the stocks. He gets uh, the cement mixer of chocolate milkshakes. Yeah, that, apparently that's a reference to the Tracy Allman Show shorts. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, cho- frosty chocolate milkshakes. Yeah. Let's go up for frosty, frosty chocolate, chocolate milkshakes. Back when he talked like Walter Matthau. That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, are you are, lo- are you looking up something right now? Does this have? Um... Sometimes it'll have movie moments. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't. No, yeah, I think it's a. Pretty... It's a pretty low reference yeah. episode. Yeah. 
I, I find this episode... Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We'll still have enough to buy the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Browns. He really emphasizes the Browns. I find this, uh, this episode endlessly creative. Mm-hmm. And it's... I can see why it's on your top ten. Yeah. It's a good choice. Very good choice to fill out that old list of yours. How many have we seen that have been on your top ten now? This is the first. Not Lisa Substitute? No. All right. Doesn't make the cut. There you go. I go for the humor more than the... Fair? The emotional ones. This is why we get along so well. (laughs) The Homer at the Bat is coming up. It is coming up. Yep. And that's in the top ten. That's right. That's right. Oh, I shouldn't have shut this. Daryl Strawberry. Um, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask something that just occurred to me because mm. I was thinking about the beginning of this episode, how Homer sells his stocks and then finds out they were worth a lot more, like immediately after he sells them. Mm-hmm. Like, was his stockbroker being an asshole to him? <laughs> like, why did he call him at that moment to be like, your stock is up a little bit? Um, and then it... the timeline is very odd because so we first get an inkling that Burns intends to sell the plant, he tells Snappy. Snappy, Snappy, right, sorry. And then Smithers is in the hallway, and and Homer basically overhears him at the snack machine. But doesn't process And then as soon as he gets home on TV, there's rumors of a a takeover. So somehow the news traveled from the snack machine, unless Smithers told someone else, which doesn't seem likely. Well... Yeah, or or like someone else just happened to be around then, maybe, other than Homer, and overheard it. That's another one of those things where it's like context, like sure. or, or in the if it's in the text, no, it's not. We have to fill it in ourselves. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, okay. We got to do that. Point, Alan. <laughs> well, you did it yourself, and I didn't want to bring it up because we were having a nice conversation, and you'd get mad. But no, I got to. We talked about the ten minutes. I'm I'm. Uh... I was gonna be like, that's not in the text, Greg. So I, <laughs> I was saying on. I would like to see it. <laughs> No, it's not. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, we we do have to fill fill it in with that, but like it, it could have been Homer, right? He could have been like Burns. No, because he didn't. So. I don't think he acknowledged, He even heard what Smithers was saying. Oh yeah, okay, that's true. Because he's just like, it's not fair. It's not fair. He's like, I know Simpson. So then it definitely so would have been. He took the hundred million dollar comment on board because right. he then tells. I guess the Germans had to travel to Springfield and be in the bar. Yeah, it's so strange. It's it's <laughs> very like news travels yeah, very fast. Yeah, I guess so. I guess in the whole idea is like we've heard it. Yeah, the well, audience yeah. has heard it. So therefore, they can move on the plot. Yeah, yeah, we can we can move it. Well, on. then Greg can make that same argument about um, Homer knowing about Damn right. the plan. Damn right to uh, sell the recipe. That's, That's why right. I said point, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to. Just uh, no, ha- you hammered won. in there. You a got bit. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's valid. We have fun. We can move on. Okay. <laughs> you win. I. I hope your winning mouse break. suit doesn't get here in oh, time. Jeez. <laughs> well, I've got two on the way. One of them better arrive. <laughs> God damn it! I hope one of them's a sloth and the other one's a lever. <laughs> I have, so you have five lemur, lemur costumes. Okay, what is happening? That's a very obscure Deep cut. Costume. Tranquilized lemur. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I vaguely remember that. From a later season. Yeah. <laughs> Out of my well, not later season. I guess a mid-season now. I guess, yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. So... Did we answer your thought, or did we address your thought? Oh, yeah, no, I was just wondering why the stockbroker called him, because we've never seen him before, obviously, again, to move the plot along, yeah. but... Um, he's, he said, he, I guess, he's a really bad stockbroker. I guess broker. if the idea is, 
you know, there's rumors that he's selling the plant. The stock raises a tiny bit. Yeah. And that's when home, that's when the stockbroker calls him. And then it, you he know, never once says the rumors, sell. No, he does the not. The stockbroker never says he you just says, sell. let me put it this way. If you sell now, you get 25 bucks. That's yeah. what he's like trying to make you understand how stocks work. Yeah. And, and I think Homer was just kind of cuts him off. Well, yeah. All he hears is if he's something get 20 and he's just like, Oh, free money. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, $25 can be used to buy goods and services. So, yeah. But yeah. So I think that, you know, and then after Homer sells is when the rumor mill really starts swelling even more. And so that's when it skyrockets rather than just like goes up a tiny bit. Yeah. So I think there's some, there's some logic we can infer there, but no, I, I, yeah, I, I truly believe that the, the, the stockbroker, now thinking about it now, was going to say, let me put it to you this way. If you sell now, you'll get $25. Sell! Yeah. Wait. If you wait, <laughs> if you wait, it might go up even Sell, more. sell, sell! All right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, whatever. I'm he doesn't just, give a shit. He might be dead next week, yeah, right? right. <laughs> so. I did, I did like his, like, you know, we need to talk first. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what he asked. Them, Is everyone like, alive? Yeah. Do you like any sports? Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right, now we trust each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just uh, there's a lot of great stuff in this episode. So yeah, I'm pretty. I do, I also love when he's like, um, you know, uh, what what happened to your stock? He's like, oh, I sold it all for beer because like t- to their uh, knowledge, it's fifty two hundred dollars. Yeah. And, and Patty or Selma's reaction, surprise, surprise. Like, that's not out of the question to them. Like, oh, yeah, he bought $5,200 worth of beer. That makes sense. So much beer. Yeah. But, anyway. Doesn't make any sense. Why would anyone do that? You're Homer. You're Homer. Yeah. 25 bucks on beer, I mean... You got 25 bucks? I want 25 bucks. Did you get 25 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and his dreams for what he could do with the money... I love that so much as well. Yeah. Mm, hammer. <laughs> what kind of hammer costs twenty five dollars? A lot of hammers, really? Sure. No. Some hammers cost more than that. I. What kind of crazy gold plated hammers are you buying? Electric ones. Well, that was clearly just a standard wooden one used so. for vandalism. All right. <laughs> I will take ten of those right now. Uh, anyway, I could go on about, I could just list everything in this episode. Yes, but we are, uh, rapidly running over time. We need to wrap this up. Yeah, so, um, I would like to say to anyone who thinks we might have some omissions or corrections, please email us, or if you just want to leave a comment, or if you are interested in, uh, guesting on an episode of Two Bad Neighbors and telling us what your story is, uh, you can email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com, numerical three, or leave us a comment on Facebook, and thank you. Or follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Bad Neighbors Pod. That's right. We have a Twitter. I keep forgetting. It's okay. I manage it. I follow us. Oh, good. Yeah. That's, that's one. Yeah. We have one follower. Um, <laughs> we have two. Ryan follows us. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> no, we got a bunch. We got yeah. a bunch of followers. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so uh, yeah, give us a give us a comment. We like to hear from our listeners. Yeah, even if you're friends of ours. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Janelle, for stopping by. Happy to be here. Please come back. Yes, and don't feel the need to drink your flaming mo. <laughs> I know Greg isn't. Well, I do have to drive. I know. It's very I strong. Know. I, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna polish mine off. Well, let's just have a little cheers. <laughs> to right. say... Cheers to flaming mo's. The flaming mo's. Ah, yeah, it goes down smooth. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh god. Cough syrup makes you cough. Weird. I'm dying. Right. See you later, everybody.